Hey, hey, this is John Goldman. You're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. You're listening to us on Radio Harbor Country. That's 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, WRHC, and WRHZ, 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And I'm very happy to welcome uh, Naomi Ashley. Um, She's going to be playing at the Acorn Theater. We're going to get to talk with her about her um, musical history and the band she's played with and uh, looking forward to hearing about her writing techniques coming up uh, just in a few moments. Before we get there, though, I want to play for you. uh, And I have uh, Naomi Ashley and Ralph Baumel on the phone. They are part of the Real Pretenders and the Naomi Ashley Band. Coming to the Acorn on May 28th. Uh, If you don't have your tickets, look out for those. Um, So, Naomi, uh, when did you, um, you know, start playing with the Real Pretenders and and get your band together? Oh, yeah. Well, well, Real Pretenders happened back in 2018. I believe Ralph, uh, who's on the phone with us, um, our band leader, I came to one of my shows uh, for my, my band and I was... Uh, covering a Pretenders tune, and he said, hey, you know what, I, um, I've i always wanted to do a Pretenders cover band. And I said, me too, because people have <laughs> people have been telling me for a while that I sound a lot like Chrissy Hine, <laughs> just my normal voice. Yeah. And so, and so um, I ended up doing some traveling. I went out of the country for several months, but then I came back, and it was the right time. I was unemployed, and... Uh, and we started getting uh, together. So our first show was February of 2018, I believe. Oh, I see. Okay. And Ralph, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of uh, what were you doing musically before you started the Real Pretenders? Um, well, playing 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 in a couple uh, bands, cover bands, that kind of a thing, and um, going out to see shows like the Naomi Ashley Band. Uh huh. Um, I, I was I had been acquainted <laughs> with Naomi. I would I would say we were. Um, you know, we, we had been acquainted We're I like, we were friendly and I, you know, I wanted to see your band. It's a great band. Naomi yeah. writes wonderful music. It's, um, her band is more folk country kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, she did a, a pretenders cover that night and, uh, it just immediately clicked with me. I said, that's, that, that, that voice is the voice. And <laughs> yeah. so, um, it, it just worked out really well that way. Oh, how you yeah. like that. And so had you, um, uh, Ralph, had you been in, well, the prior bands you were in, you mentioned they were cover bands. What kind of songs were you doing as part of these other cover bands? Well, my main band is a band called Expo 76, and we've played at the Acorn oh, sure. uh, yeah. several times. And but we do um, a pretty eclectic uh, set of music in that band. Um, mostly, I, I describe it as 70s pop tunes. Uh, we do have a, a, a horn section. Um, we play absolutely no pretenders in that band. Oh, really? So it's a, okay. Yeah. Ex- uh, though, again, I said we're eclectic. It's not opposed to it. It's, just, <laughs> it's, never, it's never come up. We don't have... We also don't have a female singer in that band. So, right. Though, right. Though, though Naomi, has, Naomi has sung with us in the past. Yeah. And uh, so we've done, um, we've done some songs with Naomi, but not necessarily Pretender songs. Though since we've started The Real Pretenders and she has sung with us, I think we've done, what have we done? Um, Stop uh, Your Sobbing. 
Stop uh, Your Sobbing. Uh, Stop uh, Your Sobbing is a song that we would normally do in Expo, but sort of like the uh, uh, the Kinks version of that yep, song. Yep. Yeah, that's a great song. Did they not write that song? That's not one of their songs? Stop Your that, Sobbing? That's a, yeah, that's a... Um, Ray um, Davies. Ray Davies song. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But so it originally was a Kinks song. Um, right. Yeah, but right. not something the Pretenders did. Maybe that's what you meant. Yes. Well, I meant that that we we did it as a uh, we do it as a Kinks cover. It's a little bit of a different arrangement than we do with uh, Real Pretenders. Real Pretenders does it as the Pretenders would have done it. It's a slightly different arrangement. Okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, and the nuances. Uh, and why do you call it the Real Pretenders? Well, um, I'm a Pretenders fan, and the reason I called it Real Pretenders, I thought it was a relatively clever take on the pretenders that's their name yeah but yeah. We're, we are actually really pretending to be the pretender you know that's so. the way i picked it up too but when i originally heard it i thought oh this is the real <laughs> pretenders you know like this is uh some of the members of the pretenders or something like that but instead it's a play on yeah. words i get it that's great exactly yeah uh ralph yep. what kind of mu- what kind of um uh instruments do you play um, I play primarily bass guitar. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but Naomi, you are a singer, songwriter. You play guitar as well? Yeah, I play acoustic guitar. In this band, I, you know, in Real Pretenders, I play electric and, um, and play harmonica, too. So, yeah. Were you yeah. a Pretenders fan before, um, uh, you know, starting to play with uh, the Real Pretenders? Um, you know what? I... I Yes and no. I knew the hits, you know, I knew a little, I knew the first record, I knew the hits, but I hadn't really taken a deep dive. And it's kind of almost shameful as a songwriter to not be studying the songs of Chrissy Hine, because they're incredible songs and incredibly written. Um, So, so I wasn't, you know, a diehard fan. I am now. Um, and I've really loved just diving into these songs and, and, you know, getting to know them really, really well and performing them often. It's, it's been kind of a, a gift. And I, th- I feel like that's, um, the way we feel as a band, uh, you know, we don't you know, dress up in outfits or anything like that, but we really want to get the, the spirit of the music and, and the spirit of the band. And so, uh, and I think we c- accomplish that, and it's um, it's good to hear we get a lot of pretend- Pretenders fans coming out, and then they start reminiscing about when they saw the Pretenders. It's kind of a chance to see to hear that music done well in in smaller <laughs> smaller venues. Sure, Although Chrissy sure. Hine is now she's touring smaller clubs in in uh, in the UK right yeah. now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I think there is. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed kind of a tendency for some of the bigger performers to um, to, you know, do things on smaller stages with more intimate crowds? Maybe even um, instead of like the full band, they might do like an acoustic set or or Mm -hmm. just, um, you, you know, have one person accompanying them or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, I think so. Well, Lucinda Williams is playing Fitzgerald's, uh, the American Music Festival. Right, and, right. You, and so you might, you know, you know Fitzgerald's in Berwyn. Yeah. It's it's a small venue, um, and uh, and that's that's pretty exciting for for 
everyone. Yeah. It's sold yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. the thing, you know, uh, even the mm-hmm. acorn will get, um, uh, like, you know, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco and, Oh yeah. Um, you just had, or do you have Richard Thompson? We just had Richard too? Thompson, um, yeah. uh, last week or the week before. And, and that, uh, I've noticed that there's just a bigger tendency for that kind of thing to happen. And, uh, you know, you don't get the screaming and the, and the intense loudness, but you, you get a real connection to the musician where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're right there and you can see it. So it, it definitely is kind of exciting when, when, uh, uh, larger bands do stuff like that. Uh, yeah. so Naomi, you've, uh, how long have you been playing uh, professionally like this? So, um, probably since, let's see, officially, probably early two thousands, I would say. Um, I came to Chicago in 96 and I started playing, but I wouldn't, I didn't get kind of rolling until the, like 2002 or so. Uh-huh. So I, it's been about 20 years <laughs> where I've been a, a local, uh, singer songwriter and making records and that kind of thing have you always called your band the uh, naomi ashley band uh well it depends uh (laughs) that group of people um so i have i have a couple bands now of original music one of them's the naomi ashley band and one is naomi's other band (laughs) which is just a different set of musicians yeah (laughs) um and uh so I yeah early on I had a band called County Fair and then I started <clears throat> playing as Naomi Ashley band with a set of musicians and we played together for about 10, 10 years. Um, this, the the Naomi Ashley band that's playing at the Acorn doing the Lucinda Williams record is kind of a conglomeration of all my bands. There's a member of Naomi's other band in there. There's some real pretenders in there and there's also uh, a Naomi Ashley band member. So. Oh, so you've got it all kind of mixed together. That's great. Yeah, it is for this show. It is. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, have, so why, don't, why don't we talk about you know, who's actually playing with you guys at the Acorn? Yeah. Who are some of the musicians that are going to play with you? Well, Ralph, do you want to take this one? Well, um, I could you already mention the, the Naomi Ashley band lineup, which I think includes uh, John Carpenter, who's the drummer in the in the Real Pretenders as well. And he's also uh, the drummer in Expo seventy six. So there's a lot of you crossover. know uh, uh-huh. crossover in, in these yeah. bands. Uh, and and the Real Pretenders. So the Real Pretenders is myself, Naomi, John Carpenter, and Andon Davis. Mm-hmm. And in Davis is a remarkable guitar player. Um, and he also plays in the Naomi Ashley band. So again, some crossover there as well. Now that's the real pretenders is now, as far as the Naomi Ashley band playing the Lucinda uh, record at the acorn, of course it's Naomi and John Carpenter, as I mentioned, and um, Michael Kraniak, I believe, is going to be playing bass. Bass, yep. And then mm-hmm. John Williams uh, on he he's the miscellaneous. He's playing mandolin, accordion, <laughs> um, some extra guitar parts on that record. Oh, great. Okay. And then we have a, another singer, Lucinda Williams, or Lucinda Williams, Jenny Benjamin, who is, will be doing the Emmylou Harris songs. Uh, right. Um, backups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. And so you also, as part of this show at the Acorn, are um, planning to play this Lucinda Williams 1996 
album, uh, Car Wheels on Gravel Road? Yes, yes. Okay. So the, that's going to be the first set. So the first set we're doing uh, Lucinda Williams, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. Second set is going to be The Pretenders, uh, Learning to Crawl. So there's two full albums. Um, there are two albums that have been very uh, influential to me and two of my favorites, uh, two of my favorite records, so. Right, right. And will you be playing any of uh, your own original tunes? Um, maybe an encore. Uh huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> not, not, not for this particular show. Uh, there, it's just a cover show. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, but I, you know, I am curious about your original um, uh, songs you've been playing. I mean, it sounds like you've been uh, creating music since you know '96 or so after that. Uh, yeah. Where did you, uh, you know, what kind of things did you first do when you started playing? Did you go to open mics or yeah. uh, that kind yeah, of thing? I, yeah. So Fitzgerald's in Berwyn has been very influential. Um, when I moved to Chicago, I moved to Berwyn. And shortly after I moved, I started going to the Fitzgerald's Tuesday night open mic. And I went there for years and years. And um, so I have quite a relationship with that place. Um, started playing gigs there. Um, and then, you know, over time you just start getting to know musicians and playing with more and more, uh, talented musicians. And, uh, so I play, play all over, you know, all over Chicago, but, uh, but I, I would say Berwyn and Fitzgerald's would be yeah, my it, home base. Your home mm-hmm. base. Right. I, mm-hmm. I do love it there. I remember seeing Jimmy Vaughn yeah. there a bunch of oh, years yeah. ago and, uh, you know, it's, and it's just like a quick, um, uh, L ride from downtown. Um, out yeah, in, uh, it's not, not bad. Yeah. It's pretty easy to get to. And, um, there's some, you know, Berwyn is really growing nicely. I mean, there's some really nice restaurants right around there and everything yeah. and, uh, kind of feeds into the whole, um, to yeah. the whole vibe there. And Fitzgerald's has been around for quite a long time. I, I mean, it's 50 it, it years. Has. I mean, something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. It's been yeah. around a long time. Uh, there's a couple other great um, music venues in in Berwyn as well. There's a place called the Out of Space and a place uh, called Friendly Tap. And uh, uh, they're both like just there's a lot of musicians who ended up moving out this way. We play out there cool. um, a lot. And so, yeah, there's quite quite a robust uh, community. Yeah. In uh, Berwyn. <laughs> kind of an artist community. I mean, you know, it, it was. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, a long time ago, Berwyn was sort of this working class, you know, near mm-hmm. suburb. And but it sounds like, you know, it's become much more than that with uh, with with Fitzgerald's and some of those other venues there. Very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as a singer songwriter, you um, did you start playing your own songs early on or did you mm-hmm. first, you know, begin with getting comfortable on stage and and playing other songs and, and then how did, how did your, your evolution of, of, uh, musicality begin? Well, I mean, it always, it always was, um, my original songs. I barely played guitar, um, to the point of like, I'd learn a few songs, <laughs> a few chords so I could write a song. Um, so it was more about the expression of writing music. I, at the time, um, I was, um, in, moved to Chicago to be an actress. So I was pretty comfortable on stage. Um, I did improv and acting and that kind of thing. But, uh, uh, but I also just had this, you know, 
songs inside to get out. I actually wrote um, a lot of comedy songs early on. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> um, kind of some fun things. Were you involved yeah. in like improv at Second City and things like that? Yeah, that, you know, I, I I was at this place called Players Workshop, which was kind of a Second City adjacent place. It was not the Second City, uh-huh. um, but yes, I was kind of. I'm familiar with it, with all of those. Yeah. Second City and Improv Olympic and the right. annoyance and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, I I want to say that Chicago is like home base for improv groups because. Um, yeah, you know, even going out to California and things like that, there there really isn't like that improv uh, crowd that there is in Chicago, it's, and there's a bunch of different places for that in in the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah. Do you still do that Chicago- kind of stuff too? No, nope that <laughs> that ended up something had to give. Um, yeah. I I hated auditioning, and at some point I was doing both. And, and then the music was just more fun for me. And, uh, yeah, auditioning sure. is, is brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I, I couldn't. So improv they would, is brutal. <laughs> improv is brutal, too. I mean, you know, you're creating on the spot, and it's not like yeah. you, you know, improving with, with jamming on stage is one thing. You're you're comfortable right. in the, the music itself and, and mm-hmm. uh, floating outside of the song. Uh, in order mm-hmm. to create, but with improv, you you know you're coming up with words, you're coming up with stories and and uh, storylines, just you know right there and then. That, yeah. That's got to be a lot. Uh, that's that's got to be stressful. Stress. Yeah, I'll probably have a stress dream about it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> what kind of songs did you write early on? Um, so I wrote, uh, you know what, that some of my classics. Uh, I wrote a song called like first time I saw you, I was drunk. Um, there's the blind mute torso of love. Uh, there was like, there were, there were pretty, um, obvious <laughs> comedy <laughs> songs. And in fact, like I, I, for a while I, when I started, you know, be writing more, not like serious songs, but more, more nuanced, I would say songs. Um, I almost could not, perform those songs as well because those were the only songs people would remember uh-huh. that I did because they were so um yeah uh get but, your attention you know, for sure as a listener yeah yeah and then I could probably swung the other way and then now I just kind of write what I want I I with my new stuff um some of the sense of humor is kind of coming back to a lot of my songs uh, uh so I don't write without humor uh but uh they're definitely not joke songs. So <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. And are a lot of your songs about experiences you've had, you know, where do you get your your source and your influences for songs? Yeah, well, I I get them, you know, from everywhere. They're all, you know, all come from a, a point of of truth uh, or something that's happening or has happened to me. Uh, although, you know, through, through songwriting and the craft of songwriting, uh, you can, you can do anything with that. I don't like to write strictly autobiographical songs where, um, it's about exactly my experience because those are, um, too personal. I was having a conversation with another songwriter about, about this, um, how to write personal songs, um, in an impersonal way, but, but they, but they all, they all, um, yeah, come come from a truth 
and come from my experience. Um, and then it's what, what you want to do with it. So what kind of song do you want to write and what kind of, uh, what kind of thing do you want to say? There's a, a haiku uh, poet. She's a songwriter too in town. Her name's Jenny Benneman. And she writes uh, haiku every day and puts them to photos. She's come out with a couple books, where, but she has this show that's kind of become a big thing in Chicago called The Haiku Milieu. And she invites songwriters to look through her books, look through her haiku, and then write something based on um, her haiku. And I've written, I would say at this point, eight songs from that process. And it's been really some of my, my best work. And before, before we started, we were talking about an album. So I'm making a new album yeah. and a lot of those songs from that, uh, are, are written for that. I've also collaborated with theatrical artists and I've written, you know, I've done a play with a spoken word artist where I wrote the music and wrote songs based on his stories. Um, thematically I would write songs that kind of tie everything together. Um, he wrote, stories about growing up in Niagara Falls and I wrote songs to go with that. So. Wow. That's very interesting. And I had not heard of, um, that kind of thing with the haiku where it kind of acts as a prompt for songwriting. That's, that's really yeah. amazing. You know, haikus yeah. are sort of so brief, but f you know, complete in their own way. Right. And, yeah. Um, it, it's what a great idea. <laughs> I never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really cool thing, and um, you'd be hard pressed almost these days to find a songwriter in Chicago who hasn't <laughs> who hasn't. So a lot of a lot of the Chicago songwriters have done one of these events, if not more than one. Um, and yeah, it's it's what everybody comes up with is just is really cool. People. Yeah, I would imagine you can songs. get vastly different songs from different people looking at the same haiku. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of your songwriting, you know, what's what what is your style of song? You know, what is your your method yeah. of songwriting? Does does the idea just come to you when you're driving? Do you have you know? Do you sit down and like, okay, I gotta come up with a song? You know how how does yeah. how does it get to you? Yeah, usually there's a little spark of something that it's, um, people ask, I, I, I come, there's a lot of, um, like things that come up in my head and I'm just like, kind of make a note of it. And then I think about it for about eight to 10 years <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I'll have, then I'll have like, a uh, a, a reason to write a song and then it'll come out. But it, it's some, sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes I just sit down and write a song. I'm, I'm best if I write have write to some sort of assignment, uh, left to my own devices. It's it's it happens sometimes. It happened more when I was younger, uh, but now it's I have to kind of make myself do it. Um, and sometimes it it takes a long time. Some songs I've been work on for years, and sometimes sometimes it takes right. a few days. Right, so, yeah. right. Uh, how it's do you, never easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're pulling it from your, you, you know, from your background, from your history, and uh, yeah. But sometimes, how do you know uh, that the song is is completed? It's a good question. Um, 
Uh, I don't know. You just, you just know, I have, <laughs> I have songs that, um, there's one song I, I think I've just decided I performed it many times and I just didn't have one line written. And so, yeah. and I, I just couldn't finish that line. And I was just like, I just kind of <laughs> threw it, through it, through that part. And nobody ever noticed. And, uh, but yeah, I finally wrote that last line. So, um, I think, you know, sometimes you just have to decide to be done with it. Um, sometimes it's just, it's, it feels complete. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist where I, I, I could edit my songs forever and I could, um, uh, yeah, I could, I could tinker with stuff. There's always something I'm dissatisfied with. I'm usually, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes you just, you just have to keep putting it out there. And a lot of times if I perform it a lot, it'll settle into what it's going to be. So, um, it's never fully finished until I've performed it several times. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you a songwriter as well? No, no, I'm not oh, okay. a songwriter, <laughs> but okay. I've talked to a bunch of people that are. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm always, you know, really curious about where people get their ideas for songwriting. You know, some people, uh, it just comes to them and they can't help it. And they just, you know, mm-hmm. they're just receiving this idea and just laying it yeah. out. And sometimes it mm-hmm. comes to people in dreams and sometimes it comes to them when they're driving. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, every now and then um, people will, you know, even even when there's, there's songwriters that sort of get these inspirations when they're not looking. Um, they uh, will also uh, have sessions where, okay, I know I got to write a song. And sometimes yeah. that's almost harder than when it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When you write songs, does it, uh, does the melody come with the lyrics or? Do yeah. You, yeah. Oh, it's so it's like, yeah, usually. And, mm-hmm. and if, if the song isn't, like I, I might have an initial idea and it just can't, I can't move forward with it. I can change the melody and that might help the, help the song. But usually the melody and the words come together. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I admire those people that have an inspiration and like have to write that song. Mine is more, I, I have, I, I don't know. I, I have to do it, but it, it does, it does feel like it takes more effort. (laughs) (laughs) I do write what I, you know, I, I know something's true though. Like if I hit on something that's true and then I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm either ready to say this or I'm not ready to say this. And, um, but, um, yeah, but it's never, it, these, it's been rare. It's, it's very rare for me to just get, um, inspired and then just write a song and it be actually good and want to share it. A lot of times <laughs> I'm processing emotions uh-huh. and that might, you know, I might just hammer out a song and, and then I revisit it and it's, it's not quite, um, something I would want to share. Not ready for prime time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you were talking about the album, uh, and you guys are going into the studio for that pretty soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first week in June, we're going into the studio studio here in Chicago called King size studio and Naomi, it's going to be with Naomi's other band. Uh huh. Um, okay. And yeah, we have, um, I think, 
I have a lot of songs. I think eight that I definitely want to get down and um, and then we'll fill in either write a couple more or or figure something out because I think an album should be at least 10 songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering about that. So are, you are planning to go in there with some songs that uh, have not been recorded yet. Um, but you yeah. think you might also be able to write some songs while you're in the mode like that, while you're yeah, in the studio. Yeah, I don't know if I'll write them in the studio, but um, bring thoughts with you yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do the members of Naomi's other band uh, participate in the songwriting as well? Well, uh, one of them is John Williams, who's going to be playing at the Acorn Show the, mm-hmm. in the Lucinda book. He's he's also my partner. My my life partner, uh-huh. um, and uh, he and I have a he's a very good musical mind in a way that I'm not. He's a very good musician, so he can he's written helped me write a couple songs in the fact that he comes up with an interesting um, chord progression or a way the music the arrangement or the the song can move with the within you know the chord structure and that kind of thing. Um, that I, I'm not quite sophisticated enough to, to have those ideas. So we write it together in that sense. I see. Did you, um, uh, you know, go to school or anything for music? Um, no. Take, no? no. Uh, well, I mean, that's, uh, that's pure. That's like just coming from <laughs> the source, you know, uh, not, yeah. not tainted by uh, education. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you, Ralph? What, what's your musical background? Um, well, I started playing when I was really young, taking drum lessons when I was nine, um, switching over to bass, playing in the school orchestra and high school uh-huh. and then, uh, cover bands after that. And then I had a family. So, uh, music was sort of on the back burner for a number of years while I raised my family uh-huh. and then, uh, jump back in with, uh, cover bands um i don't have any of my own songs published or anything like that though uh i i do like to write it's been fun listening to naomi's description about uh influences and and things like that um and so that's that's been kind of interesting but yeah primarily just uh uh, doing uh cover bands over the last 15 20 years yeah so uh so but you do do some writing you just don't get a chance to really um, play those original songs in the in the mode that that you uh, are out there, you know, with the cover bands yeah, that, and stuff. That's exactly right. I, I'm 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 fairly well. I mean, it's hard to to perform things that that you've written that come from your heart or your mind or wherever <laughs> they come from. Um, it, it's hard to share that with the world. You know, I'm a. Uh, I think I think most songwriters would feel the same way. I'm just really gun shy about it I, yeah. I, close, I i keep that stuff close to the chest like maybe i should and i should i should get more of it out there um right right well just you know express support of it yeah and, uh, and what style do you end up writing in i mean it, you know you do a lot of stuff with um other people's music so does it mirror some other band's music like the pretenders or any sure. of the other yeah yeah, I mean, everything's an influence, right? I mean, every, every sure. everybody that I meet is an influence on me. Everything I hear is an influence to some degree. It, it, it goes in there somewhere. And then, you know, uh, the, these things develop out of out of the ether, out of the universe, where they pour into your head. Uh-huh, that's um, what I look and, too. 
and, and part of, I think part of my issue is I'm very short term, I have very, uh, very tough short term memory. So I have the ability to uh, take a, and these things into my head and come up with wonderful lyrics, with wonderful melodies. And if I don't have somewhere to record it onto or write it down, it goes away very quickly for me. So that's very oh, yeah. frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do they come but, in um, full form with the music and the lyrics all kind of put together? Sometimes it does. I mean, there, there's been uh, that's sort of the purest form, right? When you, yeah. when uh, I remember just sitting in my car in the rain, and and you know, this uh, lyric comes to my head. I, I'm I'm sitting in in the rain, and you know, and realized summer was over, and I wrote and and wrote the entire thing, music and all, like within you know, as soon as I got home, I just put it all down, and there it was. Right, it was like, right. It just, just pours out. So that that can happen. Um, the, the toughest ones are when you sit down and you're like, I have to write a song now. What's it going to be? Right. Right. And that's, that's where the real trick comes in then. Yeah. And so when you're recording these songs and when I mean recording, I mean like, you know, taking them down or, or, uh, do you do them, um, you know, write them out or do you, um, play them into a mic, you know, into a phone or something like that? How do, how uh, do you get, how do you capture the song? Well, for me, it's typically with with music first, and you know, I'll I'll um, sit down and and um, um, put a, a drum. You know, I use a drum machine mm-hmm. to uh, to come up with some kind of rhythm that I like, and then from there, I'll switch over to guitar and and see what kind of chords I can come up with and piece it together that way. And it, it's it's sort of rare that the music and the words come together. It's usually for me uh, music first, and then um, phrases that'll fit within those within that music phrase right right so not necessarily like a storyline um but really just like a uh great melody that then then you kind of fill in with with different words and stuff exactly yeah well it'd be nice to hear some of these sometime <laughs> well, maybe, 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 I, I gotta find some musicians to help me out and record some things I'll yeah see if I can find somebody that Find find somebody that can play with maybe. There you go. Yeah, I wonder I, if you know I, any musicians. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it sounds like you've you spend uh, you've done a a good job of gathering different musicians together, and um, especially for this uh, Real Pretenders band. Um, and yeah. you know, let me just reintroduce you guys. So Naomi Ashley and uh, uh, Ralph Brumel uh, from the Real Pretenders. Baumel from thank you yes. from Sorry. the Real Pretenders and uh, the Naomi Ashley band, who are going to be playing at the Acorn Theater on the twenty eighth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would if I, if I could say something about that show in particular. We've yeah. already established that this is going to be two two full albums that we're doing, and I think most people. We'll, we'll know some of the songs on uh, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road, uh, the Lucinda Williams record. And they'll know some of the songs on Learning to Crawl by The Pretenders. But both of these records are just monsters. And every song is is wonderful on these records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not everybody may be, they may think, boy, do I want to sit through a whole record of this? You do. They're wonderful. They're wonderful songs. And the people performing them, uh, you know, uh, are, are do this so well. It's it's incredible. Uh, you, it's really going to be a great night. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. C- can't wait. So, you know, and that's the and, thing about. Oh, go ahead, Naomi. 
Oh, and there's no work the next day because the next day is Memorial Day. So, oh, okay. so it's a Sunday. Right. It's a it's, Sunday night, but it's uh, it's, it's a Sunday Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, so that you know what what you had just said about um, you know some songs from the albums being familiar and others not. I mean, clearly these songs have been you know well tested in uh, in being uh, uh from these really outstanding albums i mean you know learning to crawl that that's that is is that their first album their um the that's pretenders their third first, album their third album okay um but the lucinda williams album is that the first album um so that is her first album that she got where she started to get famous i think she had uh, at least i think at least two others out I know she had Sweet Old World, and I think there was another one that she had before that. Uh, but, you know, she had some kind of, uh, if you listen to some of her early recordings, they were very, very sweet. And I think um, uh, sweet sounding. And she's she has a lot of life <laughs> and a lot of like, oh, this passion. And uh, and the, so those, I think that was the first song that she started started to get known as how she's known now um and uh each the songwriting each song is just exquisite i i'm excited to perform them this is um i think our third time doing this record and it's it's just a it's a gift for us musicians to perform this music oh so nice do Mm -hmm. you you know especially with like the real pretenders do you do any of these other albums um like in full in that same way or is it usually just a mix of of different pretender songs well it's it's uh it's a mix of pretender songs we're really close on uh on a couple of the other records the first two in particular which most people associate primarily as the pretenders records the learning to crawl is is a, a phenomenal record as well it just happens to be the first record after her original band members original guitarist and her original bassist had passed away. So uh, she regrouped and wrote some wonderful songs uh, about their passing, for example, so they're very heartfelt. And then she's been on a tear for whatever it is now, 50 years. She just came out with another a record. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, wow. a sensational rock and roll record for somebody who's, uh, you know, as old as, as uh, Chrissy Hine to be still producing this kind of music and the quality it is. And there's songs on there that we will eventually cover because they're just fantastic. Yeah, we did one. I think they they came out. She came out with a record called Hate for Sale. Mm, was that 2021 or was it 2020? I don't remember. But we do we do a song off of that, and we do we do quite a bit um, from a smattering of of her of her solo records throughout the year. As she sometimes she's appeared on movie soundtracks. We do some of those songs we do, you know, it's, and we do a couple of songs. We think the pretenders should have covered, but they never did. <laughs> um, so, so we get, we got a, a little bit of everything in, in the usual real pretenders show, but like Ralph said, we're getting close on, on a couple more records too. Yeah. Uh, are there any other albums that uh, the Naomi Ashley band has done like that? Like full albums? This- you know what? This is the first time I've ever done a, a full album, um, and 
because most of mostly I do my original music with some covers. Um, and this was the the only one I wanted to tackle. I would love to do more Lucinda albums. Um, but, you know, how many cover bands can I be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but uh, I would love to do more, more records. I would love to do a Tom Waits record. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that would be fun. Y- I don't even know how I'd pull that off. But, <laughs> and there's so many good ones. But the one I keep that keep coming back to, it's not a, is real gone um, would be amazing. But he uh, it's maybe someday it's a lot of work to learn a record. And we try to do we're, we're not, you know, note for note, you know, instrument for instrument. We do our best to get as close to the record as possible. Um but, but you're making it your own you too. Know, you're, do everything. Yeah, uh, you're, you know, yeah, a little you, bit. Your individual musicians and uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that um, you know sometimes you have bands that just got popular and you know maybe their their ability to create music isn't even that great, but they mm-hmm. you know have hit the right note so to speak with mm-hmm. uh, with a particular yeah. song or something like that, and and that's what resonates, but. You know, mm-hmm. then when you put together a cover band, you're often working with some really good musicians who are um, are so good that they can duplicate or uh, at least you know get close to um, making their themselves sound like this other musician. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a real special talent in and of itself. It's not always easy yeah. to um, uh, to be able to play a song just like the musician himself. So I mean, that, right. that is quite a feat, but um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the songwriting isn't there, obviously, uh, you're not, you're not there writing those songs, but, um, right. to re to replay them and to, uh, even make them, the, make them your own, that that's something right. very special to be able to do. Uh, it's such a yeah. cool idea also to, um, to do a whole show, uh, with a, another band's album like that. I think that that's, that's really great. That's a real tribute to, to that band. Yeah. Well, and I think what's what's great about that, like in the olden days when you would buy vinyl and an album would be just that. It was a collection of of songs written at a specific time and they usually kind of tie into each other. So um, you would buy a record back then and you'd put your headphones on and you'd listen to the entire thing. Yeah. And so the progression of the songs, the order of those songs were meaningful. So as we're performing these entire albums, it reminds me of those days and you can get that whole feel of the record then. I mean, these days people write a song and they put it out. They have one song mm-hmm. hanging out there. You right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not the, not quite the same as it was when you would listen to an entire album and, and you would mm-hmm. really get what was coming from somebody's, you know, gut at that time. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Uh, you just don't have that with Spotify or, you know, some of these other online music things where, you can basically listen to whatever song you wanted to at whatever time. It's it doesn't quite have that magic when you'd hear it on the radio. Yeah. I'm like, oh, who is that? You know, and then you have to try to listen for it again, and then you go to the record store to try to be able to find that album. And I mean, you yeah. know, it's it's a whole different world of experiencing music these days. And so, the yeah. you know the the vinyl album craze is is a real thing. It's it's just a different way of listening to music and i think you you really touched on something very interesting there is that there's that subtlety of somebody decided to put this song right after that other song and create a a Mm -hmm. pathway for the listener to get to the end of the album 
you know, whether there was a story being told or, or whatever. I mean, at the very least, someone specifically intended for that song to be heard after the one before it. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, when you take yeah. them out of order like that, yeah, sometimes um, it just doesn't sound right. You know, like I remember yeah. listening to like The Wall when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, that, that with the four different sides of the album, I think it was a two album, a double album, might have even been a triple album, but it, um, you know, it, it wouldn't have made sense to listen to certain songs out of order. There was a real theme to that whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. And there are times like you might hear a song on the radio or in a bar. And as that song ends in your head, you're already jumping to the next one on the album. Right. That, right. That would make sense. You know, it may not play, but in yeah. my head, I'm thinking, oh, the next one will be this one. And it would mm -hmm. make sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, Ralph, we were talking about your, you know, how you started as a drummer and then, be, uh, you know, started working as a doing more bass stuff. Are there any yeah. other instruments you play? Um, well, nothing really proficient. As I mentioned, I did play in the, uh, high school orchestra. I played viola. Oh, viola. And viol okay. And violin in the, uh, in school orchestra, which I really, really enjoyed and regret, uh, putting that down. But, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm proficient on, 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 on bass and I play guitar and oh, I play okay. little drums. So. All right. So, and, and so when you're making your own songs, you're using a uh, guitar to, to write those songs usually? Yeah, I, I, I look. I've, I've I've written songs on piano. I've written them on the guitar. Um, I've written them just playing bass. Sometimes it all kind of depends. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. So a couple weeks away, we've got the show at the Acorn, um, uh, May twenty eighth, the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, with uh, the Real Pretenders and the Naomi Ashley Band, and they're gonna play um, the album. Um, uh, Remind me of the Pretenders album you guys are playing. Learning to Crawl. Learning to Crawl, pretenders. yes, thank you. Yeah. And then that Lucinda Williams album is the album. Car that, Wheels on a Gravel. Car, car Wheels on a Gravel. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that the Naomi Ashley band is going to play. And mm -hmm. um, so I'm happy to, thanks, Naomi. Thank you, Ralph, for coming on the show. We're looking forward to thanks seeing for your. Us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing your, um, seeing you guys at the Acorn on the 28th. Wonderful. Wonderful. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much. That was Naomi Ashley and uh, Ralph Baumel from uh, The Real Pretenders and the Naomi Ashley Band. And like I said, they're going to be playing at the Acorn Theater on uh, Sunday, the uh, 28th of May, which is the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. So it's uh, not a school night, not to worry. Um, just to uh, give us a little better sense of who we've been talking to, I'm going to play... Uh, this song from Naomi Ashley, it's called All the Best. I wish you love and 
Yes, I wish you all the best. I wish you don't do like I do and never fall in love with someone like you. Cause if you feel just like I did, you probably walk around the block like a little kid. But kids don't know, they can only guess how hard it is to wish you happiness. Christmas card, you decorate a tree, you throw it in the yard, it decays and dies, and the snowman melts, yeah I once knew love, I knew how love felt, yeah I knew love, and love knew me, and when I walked, love walked with me, and I got no hate, And I got no pride Yeah, I got so much love that I cannot hide Yeah, I got so much love that I cannot hide Nice. That was Naomi Ashley with the Naomi Ashley band doing all the best. Uh, I'm going to play us another song here. All right, let's listen to another song here. How about uh, from The Pretenders? Here we go with Middle of the Road. This is from Learning to Crawl album, 1984 on WRHC.
middle of the road He's trying to find me I'm standing in the middle of life With my pants behind me I got a smile For everyone I meet As long as you don't tie Dragging my bed Dropping the bomb on my street Come on, baby Get in the road Come on now In the middle of the road Road. We see the darndest things Like feckers every round And jeeps through the city Wearing a big diamond rings and silk suits There's corrugated tin tracks Full of a kiss A man I don't mean a hamster nursery When you own a big chunk Of the bloody third world The babies just come with the scenery Now come on baby mm, Get in the road The Pretenders with the middle of the road from their Learning to Crawl album. I uh, want to thank again Naomi Ashley 
and Ralph Baumel for coming on the show. They are both part of the uh, uh, Real Pretenders and the Naomi Ashley Band that are playing at the Acorn Theater on May 28th. Uh, they will be doing a um, uh, replay, or they're going to be covering the Pretenders um, Learning to Crawl album and Lucinda Williams' 1996 masterpiece, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. And I'm John Goldman, and you've been listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. You're listening to us on Radio Harbor Country, uh, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And as always, Johnny's Secret Stash is underwritten by Kara's Cottages, one of downtown Kalamazoo's first Airbnbs. Kara's Cottages are within walking distance of local shops, breweries, and some of Michigan's most beautiful walking trails. Additional information at karascottages.com. That's Kara's and Cottages with a K. And let's uh, close this out with... uh, a special song from uh, Lucinda Williams off her Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. Here we go. Can't let go. And good night, everybody.
So oh.